Hi guys, welcome back to Lit Wildflowers podcast. I'm Wendy Ro. And I'm Tony Rose. We are back today with There With You, the second book in the Adair family novel series, romance, suspense, suspense, romance, whatever tickles your pickle um, by Samantha Young. Ugh, God, this is just so freaking amazing. But before we get into any of that, um, last weekend was Tony's birthday. <laughs> How was your birthday, Tony? It was fun. Um, I told my friend that I was going to go to the beach on my birthday. Oh. She's like, by yourself? I said, you know, I just shrugged. I'm like, yeah. But the rain woke me up. So I'm like, okay, no beach then. Um, but it worked out because <laughs> it was Super Bowl um, Sunday. And my auntie took her um, care home residence to her sister's house. So I'm like, perfect. I get to enjoy the house by myself. Um, I I just cooked and I made dessert. And I was able Ugh. to watch like at least the first half of Super Bowl by myself, like in peace. And I don't nice. watch a lot of TV like because we have one TV and I don't I don't have this, yeah. you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's really <laughs> nice. The ones here that ask me questions. <laughs> so, and I was just like, yeah, enjoy it. Just cooking for the family, um, cooking our dinner and our late lunch and stuff and making desserts and in peace and no one bothering me. And then um, they came home around like Rihanna's concert. I'm going to call it a concert. <laughs> nice. But yes. I just, I my ass was right in front of the TV on like a folding chair and I was not moving. Everyone was just, they had to move around. I was not getting up from that chair. For the, yeah. The 12, I love like, it. 12 minutes that she was performing. It was, it oh, was, it was like, so good. I don't care what people said. It was so good. I loved it. I'm like, Ooh, look, it was amazing. Heights. And, and her I'm voice like, is amazing. Oh, it's the mama thing, huh? And maybe it's the Prego thing too, yeah. but I loved it. I love the, I yeah. love like the heights, um, and then like all the memes coming out about like bookshelves. And the I know, <laughs> I know, it's so good. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And then I'm like, oh, there's no performance. Like, there's no um, guest performances. I'm like, but I prefer that for her though. She no need, bro. Yeah, like she I, no I need. And then I remember seeing Jay-Z later on after the game was done. And I'm like, I see he mm-hmm. could have like joined in. But I'm like, nah, no, I just wanted Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was super amazing. I love it. But well, that's such a good gift to just have time for yourself, you know? Yeah. My good friend, it was her weekend on, so we're gonna do my birthday on another another day. Yeah. So this what it yeah. is. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Everything yeah, for sure. like worked out perfectly. So good. And I only had to answer good. one question about the Super Oh, Bowl. perfect. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think my family when they came home, they saw me very focused. So I'm like, maybe I'm giving off the "don't ask me questions" vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's so funny. But yeah. I love it. All right. Well, it's time to jump into the book. We end here with me with a surprise visit from 
um, Robin's sister. And so the beginning of this book kind of starts in the same place, but just rewounded just a little bit. And um, we kind of are in Regan's head and we kind of know, we know from her thoughts and everything that's going on that she's running and she's afraid and, and that she feels she's very scared and um, she made a lot of mistakes and um, now some of them are coming back to haunt her. So she goes to where she not only feels very, very safe because, you know, um, the Adair castle is fucking Fort Knox, but also because, you know, it's, it's her sister and, and she gets there and she kind of gets a very cold reception and you see that she puts on this pretty big mask. Yeah. And she's just, she's just trying to be the, the, I don't give a shit about nothing. Nothing bothers me, you know, um, kind of vibe that everyone knows her for, even though inside she is just, she's just, there's just a lot going on. And, um, everyone is very guarded and she's finding out slowly, but surely like, she's like, Oh, Robin's been filling your head with, you know, things. And, and, you know, everybody kind of, kind of is just like, you're, you're a dick. <laughs> you're, <laughs> You're you're kind of dick. Like you ditched your sister when she was in the hospital. She almost got murdered again out here, and you couldn't even be bothered to answer her phone, you know. And so that's kind of how we meet Regan, and um, they bring Regan back to the house, and um, she's just kind of outside, and, and she comes across Thane's kids, and of course, Thane's kids come with Thane. <laughs> <laughs> And she, she's like, oh, hello, you know, I mean, who wouldn't be? And he's very mistrustful of her, which is fair. Um, he's been kind of burned lately. And we find out more and more about that. Um, and then also, we, you know, at the end of the last book, we find out that someone was purposely getting close to him, but never felt he was good enough for them to actually pursue so um it's it's just this poor man is just just you know gets the shit in a stick a lot and um and yeah so we go inside for dinner and regan has the most amazing interactions with the kids and um and uh, something happens and thing kind of you know, mishandles the situation and, and Regan is right there to smooth it over. She just has, you know, and even Robin says that she's been a lot of things where she's been really good with kids. You know, she's, she's, she has a knack with kids and, um, you know, long and behold, Thane is looking for a nanny, a live in nanny. So Regan's like, eh, <laughs> I'm planning to stay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need something. I need something. Let's, let's make it work. And he's like, absolutely not. No, sorry. And, um, he's just like, I just don't want to make things more complicated. And, you don't really scream dependable, you know? And he just tells her, like, I just don't want, like, he's like, you're pretty much family already. I don't want to mix business with family. And she was like, okay, fair. And as, as the days go on, he's becoming more and more desperate. He's about to start work. And Regan is 
you know, trying to find a job. She's just like, she just came at the wrong time. Tourist season, as we know from the last book, is over. And um, she's just struggling. Nobody needs anyone. They're basically, it's it's kind of like here. Yeah, there's like peak season and a slow season. So it's during slow season. So they're like, no, like literally we, we don't need anybody. And um, she's she's over it. She's kicking off her heels. And, um, and then come, here comes the car. Um, with Thane's kids and um, and Thane's sister, and she's like, get in, and they just have like a kind of like an easygoing, you know, and it's more of a testament to Thane and um, Lachlan's sister, who she's she's just very, you know, um, she knows the same things that that everyone else knows, but she's she's also ends up being like, does they know that you you would babysit? And she's just like, yeah, even awkward. And then, and she had no qualms with, with being like, why are you such a flake? Like, why are you, <laughs> why'd you do, why you do that? You know? And, <laughs> um, it just gets to a point where, where Thane can no longer say, say no. And, um, and Thane goes over and asks Robin and, um, unfortunately Regan hears the conversation and there's a lot of hurt in Robin's voice, which was very warranted. And she was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just, I just don't know this version of my sister. But the one thing that she has always been really consistent about is how good she is with kids. Like she's going to be great, but don't stop looking for a replacement because we don't know. I don't know this version of Regan. I don't know if she's planning to stay. I don't know anything. You know, she has a lot of secrets and, um, and, and something isn't right, you know? And, uh, later that day, her and Robin kind of have it out. They, and, and it, it needed to happen. Everything, she didn't 100% spill everything, but she basically is, um, telling her what happened and, and how afraid she was and why she ran away and what's been happening, kind of. And, um, they make up and then she gives, her little tour around the castle and um and yeah that's kind of how our story opens and obviously um there's just so much chemistry between Regan and Thane like right off the gate it's been like that and just the way that she is with his kids just makes his heart melt and uh uh, and yeah I I don't want to get too much more into the story but uh Tony what did you think about the story the book is so good it's so oh my god it's fucking perfection the both of them are i love it i love the tension i love it and they're just so good to each other um it just it gets murky in a a bit but like everything works out of course but yeah oh it's it's sweet it's Um, so so sweet it's so cute there's there's a lot of pretty cringy parts though i will say that yeah um but there's a lot of funny parts too yeah no i'm not like cringy like just what we consider cringy it's it's just hard (laughs) for our characters to go through you know i i I, we knew a lot of this stuff would happen whenever there's an age difference romance whenever it's like a um uh, a boss employee kind of like dynamic you know we know that that stuff is going to happen but it doesn't make it any easier for us to 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 hear or feel it to go like with regan going through it so oh it's just it's so perfect the kids are perfect um no he and the thing is perfect he's such an idiot 
Yeah, oh, but you know, they're kind of the idiot. same, even though they have the age gap thing is a big deal to him. But yeah. like he brought up earlier about um, Regan running away from from Robin when you know, she got hurt and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes me back to the beginning when she's on her way to um, Arnott Castle and she's like, um, mm-hmm. essentially, yeah. um, she's the love of my life and she's talking about Robin. So, like, twofold that part. Yeah. I love the fact that Samantha Young writes it in a way that, where the love of your life doesn't have to be, like, a romantic, you know, lover. No, like, yeah. Another form of soulmate, sister, um, sibling, you know, um, um, bestest friend in the whole wide world, anything. Um, right. But at the same time, like, I love that it kind of shows how similar her and Thane are because he's running away from the love of his, yes. love of his life, right? And then it's, of course, it's um, your other best friends, your siblings. And so Lachlan was the one who's like, you're dumb. Um, why don't yes. you admit? Or like, can't you tell? Because I can't that you are in love with her, you know, and everyone can. So yeah, yeah. they're the same. They run away because they're scared. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, when there's something really big, something we want, I understand that. Like, we run away from it because then we think either we don't deserve it or we will not be able to handle it if it goes away for him. Like, yeah, for sure. If that went away, he wouldn't be able to, like, handle it because he's kind of lived it. But I like, I don't like the fact that, you know, and I guess it, it touches on the cringy part where, like, I don't like that he compared. Regan and his first wife um, in terms of yeah you know um, like yeah. not having oh God. S- yeah like the experiences one was older one is younger but this book touches on so many things like age is nothing but a number and I'm like yes. Regan she yeah. might be younger it's, but she experienced so much all, all of these books so far because I've read the next one too has all been age gra- gap books so mm. just just know that that's a trope for all three of the books. I don't know about the fourth book, but mm-hmm. um, all three of these books are age gap tropes. Just and and you know, like I think Samantha Young just dealt with it very delicately because, like, even though it was like age gap thing, like each one of them still had its own like intricacies. Like it wasn't like repeated, you know. So yeah. I, I I really love that. Yeah, it's it's a great book to read. <laughs> And the kids yes, are so cute. So good. The kids are so cute. I know. The kids are adorable. Oh my gosh. I know. And they really add to the story. And, you know, um, I remember trying to date in my mid thirties and just coming with a term coming to terms with the fact that it's gonna have to be divorced slash widowed slash single fathers, you know, like that's 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 what's left. <laughs> Kidding, that sounds so salty. No, I feel the same way. Like after, if you, you know, you hit a certain age, I'm like, I tr- you try not to think that way. But, you know, yeah. How else am I supposed yeah. to think? And this is, yeah. I think for me, when I, I thought about that, I'm like, I guess it's just a way of me coping with the fact that yeah. I'm an older person looking for, you know, this. I think it's just it's just funny. It's not necessarily true, but it's funny just to think about it. Yeah. And in my head I'm like, maybe yeah. maybe it's a way of me thinking 
um, that if I say it this way, it's not gonna happen. Like the opposite will happen. I don't know. I don't right, know. right. But, but um, who doesn't want a theme? <laughs> My God, I know, I know. So, if um, what's left is a theme, then okay. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, I mean we're doing. I mean, lineup. not not that like Kermit. He's like. I wouldn't say he's left over. I, I, you know, the, we talk a lot about what has happened in his past and, you know, I've multiple times have said like, I'm beyond kind of grateful that he went through what he no, went <laughs> Now that you bring him up, I see the parallel, like from what yeah. I know, like the parallel with yeah. his ex and stuff. I'm like, whoa, now. It's yeah. Okay. And the whole thing, yeah. like she might, she totally reminds me of Francine, but just worse. Yeah, like, yeah, ten it's plus times it, worse. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I really think that you know, it's, it's crazy. You just never, ever, ever know what things are going on behind closed doors you know like i remember it was our second date bitch and some some buddy recognized him you know like now that like we're however many years in i'm like oh of course it's because he's mr aloha he (laughs) fucking knows everybody but like you know it was very jarring that on our second date we're out trying to fucking enjoy christmas lights and shit and um somebody sees him recognizes him starts talking to him looks at me like i'm the biggest tramp in the fucking world and you know fair whatever i don't care and then um and then and then they're like oh where's the boys with your with your um better half and this motherfucker said yes <gasps> i i, I I was like, you know that Homer Simpson <gasps> Simpson um, meme where he's like trying to fade into the hedges, like he just like walks back walks to back. go into. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I wanted to do, and like, and I was like icy towards him the rest of the night because I was like, what the fuck? You know, I was like really like confused because I've never had a connection with someone like I did with him, like after the first date, I was like feeling some type of way already. And, and then this happens. And then he goes and tells me like, I, he, he, I'm not such a bitch, but he was just like, I don't even remember who that is. I was like, well, they obviously know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you need to call And then I was like, them. oh, I was like, it's, it's probably from baseball or something. And he's, and he's just he like, I think he could tell. Yeah. yeah. I think he could tell that he was just like, yeah, he's like, not a lot of people know about the divorce i was like oh really like just like not trying to like talk about it you know mm-hmm. and then like he was, he was saying that um earlier that year when he dropped off the kids at school they they had to fill out paperwork that basically said that they are divorced and that um that this is how pickups are going to work and blah, blah, blah. They had to fill out all this like paperwork. And um, he said that one of the teachers there cried because she, she, yeah, because she said that they, she always looked at the two of them as couple goals. 
And I'm like, why the fuck a luck are you telling me this shit? Yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm not, yeah. but yeah, I was just like, I was like, I just didn't even, I, you know, but then that just goes to show that like they were having trouble for years, years. And like when the divorce was finalized and they're filling out these paperwork, these people that saw like the outside and saw them at functions and, and all that stuff, like, like had no idea that they, and they cried. These people cried. And but I you know what though, like from what I know, like I wish he he's such a good guy. Like I wish he actually he said is. what like he he should say it and put it out there already because he doesn't I have know. To tell them what had happened. And it's just like saying, Yeah. I think I it's know. for him to say that, you know, and it's so yeah. for him to acknowledge like like I am in a better place. Yeah, no, I mean Political. definitely at that time he wasn't. Yeah. at a good place the the divorce had just like finalized and stuff like that and you know i hadn't w- fucking I, I wouldn't say walked into his life it's more like a storm but like um i you know and <laughs> i remember <laughs> i like ignored his calls for a while like i i have voicemails from that time that he was just like hey like i'm free tonight you want to go to like I, I was like not necessarily ghosting him but like was very confused and like you know university of the undecided on what i should do and you know and then i I called up one of my girlfriends who's divorced and now married with kids from her new marriage and i was just like like hey like can you just give me some perspective on this and i told her like the whole story and everything she's like she's like bitch what the fuck did you want him to do i was like what what are you talking about Uh, and then she's like what in front of everybody she's like you were in public i was like yeah and she's like so in front of everybody these people who he doesn't even really remember or know be like actually um we're divorced um i don't have the kids this week and i'm actually on a second date is that what you wanted him to say and i was like yeah <laughs> what's the problem then, with that <laughs> and then like i when i thought about it later i was like i'm an asshole like of course i don't want him to like air out his fucking dirty laundry on, on the streets of waikele you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> but i was just like i was just like okay fair but i i was like it, it took me aback for a couple weeks because i just didn't i wasn't expecting that but like i said like you know everyone thought he had this perfect marriage and you know and same with Thane and it's just kind of like it's crazy it's just really really crazy and you know there is a lot of hurt and mistrust and I'm just very very lucky that that between the two people of mistrust it was more me than than Kermit (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I think it's it's crazy you just never know right yeah it's crazy, but it's like one of what, those situations where like I can't believe that they cheated on this person. Like, the whole, like no, recently of Shakira and Sherard. is that his name? Yeah. Whatever, Shakira yeah. and the guy. I'm like, what the heck? Like, like nobody cheats on Sh- Shakira. Like, who cheats on Shakira? First of all, and I'm sorry if you guys don't know the story. I just have to share it because I, when I first read it, I fucking told everybody because it was it's not amazing i i feel really bad for shakira and i shouldn't we we don't know the full story obviously because we weren't there but essentially it came down to a bottle of jam there's nothing more english and on brand yeah there's nothing more english and on brand for us than breaking up over a jar of jam you know what i'm saying so like (laughs) 
we're not English and neither is she, but that's the point. <laughs> um, but that's besides the point. Um, for those of you that don't know, she was on a work trip or something and there's this, this jar of jam that I think he makes for her or something like that. Who knows? No, I don't like, remember I think, the full story. Um, she gets a special jam or whatever. Yeah, and it's, it's like a very special jam. jam. It's hers. He hates it. He detests it. He never eats it, anything like that. She came home and that jar was half empty. So she knew somebody been up in her house. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so (laughs) fucking wild, man. But you know what? If someone has bad intentions, they're going to have bad intentions. Just know that it had more than likely nothing to do with you. Is there some small minuscule part that you might have played sure maybe you know we all can't say that we are all innocent you know like there's always we can always look back and see that we could have been a better partner better whatever 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 and been more of what this person needed but at the end of the day this person is the one who stepped out you know that's yeah. that's he didn't they didn't the day. to work work things they out. they didn't oh my god i i meant to send it to you and then i pressed i press something in because I'm a hundred years old now and I, I went away from it but this guy was like I think he was on like the, a talk show or a podcast or something like that someone was 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 trying to say that men will always love more women and um women are less likely to love you know a wide group of men and then someone else I'm just going to call him Bob because Bob's my hero. And Bob was like, Bob was like, yeah, because if you love more people, that's desperate. Women have standards. And, <laughs> and, and, and he was like, he's like, that's why they, they don't go out there loving everybody. And then that's why when they finally choose someone that they're loyal and they stay loyal and they do everything for them. And you guys can call it whatever you want, but dropping everything to love this person that you chose. And he's like, He's like, that's more special than what men are doing. What men are doing is just fucking desperate. And then the another guy was kind of saying, like, if you hook up with someone while you're in a relationship, it doesn't mean anything. And Bob was like, like, what are you talking about? It means you're cheating? Yeah. Yeah, literally. (laughs) And then and then he and then Bob was like, Bob was like, What are you what are you talking about? And then he was just like, that is selfish and he's like you're choosing yourself over the person that you love you're not prioritizing your love and um and and if you were prioritizing your love you wouldn't go and fuck someone else and the other dude was like um it's not selfish it's just it's just me doing me i saw this then, one yes i yes. saw this and one then, and then bob was like bob was like that that he was like if you love someone um he he's like he was like if you love someone you wouldn't put your own needs before them he's like that is that is what you call selfish and he was just like do you that's that's literally the definition of of not loving someone enough and being selfish and like the whole room just got so silent he was like yeah you could do you whatever whatever but that's you being selfish and you how, choosing you first how crazy is it that um this guy had to teach this uh, 20 it was like four people like what selfish means i'm like what and the person who was talking he just said the definition he just didn't know that it was yeah it was that's the definition of selfish yeah i was just like oh my god that's crazy but yeah but like you know and 
and I, I've said this too. I've said this to an ex before. I was like, yeah, I mean, I had a hand in building our coffin, you know, mm-hmm. like I had a hand and I, I, I could have been better. I should have done better. I should have been more present. I should have done a lot of things, you know? And I was like, but you fucking nailed it when you nailed someone else. (laughs) (laughs) You literally nailed the coffin shot. So it's just, it's not as simple as we're just saying, but like, if you are not happy in your relationship, just fucking leave, you know? And like I said, I know it's not as simple as, as we can just say it, but like, like, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy to me. And and then there's kids involved and yeah, I mean, and I like Francine's like her reason. I'm like, bitch, freaking bitch. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, you know what? This probably happens more often. Like people probably have the same reason more often than I think, yeah. which is, it's horrible. Yeah, indeed was freaking horrible reason yeah well, you guys are gonna have to read to find out what that reason is tony what was your favorite part um my favorite part if one of them i know for sure because <laughs> i'm not you know love language like receiving gifts is not top priority for me it's not mm-hmm. my love language but mm-hmm. if you're gonna give me gifts they did it right he gave a first edition mm-hmm. <laughs> book of this that was yeah. a really great gift and a very thoughtful gift um, yeah. for someone who, in a way, is trying to. I, I maybe I'm I'm looking into this um, too much, but who's trying <laughs> to find a home? So I think mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. a book that you love, um, it kind of I don't know. It, it was just very sweet. And I thought it was um, a really good gesture and like it symbolized it, like. Like, I want you to find a place. It doesn't have to be here like, mm. with me, but, like, this is a special thing. Um, and I know you're going to love it for yeah. you and your home, wherever that may be. Right. That was one of my favorite parts. And it's just him. He's I a daddy daddy. I, oh my God, I love him so much. He's a daddy daddy. He's so good. Like He's such an idiot, but I love him. Yeah, but it's okay because um, men are yeah. idiots. Let's be real. Even um, the good ones are. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, you know, um, I. He's a beast. I don't, in a good way. Uh, he's yes. like it's one of those things where he's he's a um, on the outside he's a cinnamistic smells good kind of hard mm-hmm. to get through, but in the inside mm-hmm. cinnamon roll. Mm, fluffy you know. um smells good soft cinnamon roll yeah i just and everything I don't know why. Like the kids i know i i love and that part sticks out to me so much about the whole like <laughs> where she's she's like you have nice hands yeah. <laughs> like she was like mesmerized by his hands and I was just like oh my god that's so real that is so real and he was just teasing her and that I was know. good I know it was so cute and oh god I love it he I love the it whole, yeah, you like what you're looking at yeah, yeah. that was really it was funny. so good 
I loved it so much. But so what to you was kind of like a hard part for our characters to go through? So the Christmas dinner was crazy. So many things happened. When I, I I still can't say her name correctly, but Ella, so Thane's daughter, when mm-hmm. she when she let slip that um Thane and Regan had their own sleepover, oh shit! And then like hell broke loose. Yeah, crazy. the mom, crazy. Um, I, she I, needs to count to like a hundred before talking. Not just she needs 10. to not speak like ever. Yeah, I'm home. Like, like if and Regan was right. Like she, she was the one ruining all like Christmas for everyone and everything that happened after that. It's like even Lachlan got mad at Thane because Lachlan yeah. was like, well, Thane I was can't believe you, you kept this a secret." Yeah, and and you know what? What I love about that part too, though, like folks, like but like the people that love you the most, they won't like get mad at you for keeping a secret. Um, like a secret lover or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. He got mad because um, he didn't like um, that a secret was kept from him when it had yeah. to do with his heart, you know, and like his feelings. Yeah. Like, yeah. For him. Um, yeah. Regan, she spoke her heart and it, it wasn't reciprocated. Oh, I know. So really bad for her, and at, at the same time, like, well, they like you're an idiot right now, but like, he he's so so scared, so scared to like, you know, like say what he feels, and he's just being dumb, and it's in a way, yeah, it's, he was a dingbat. He yeah, but like he didn't want to, and <laughs> so many things like he didn't want to go through, like pain again but and then and at the same time he that was like when he was comparing Regan and his first wife because he's, he's a widower um and mm-hmm. that sucked that sucked for both ways because yeah like I brought up earlier like age ain't nothing but a number Regan might be younger but she was so much more experienced whereas his um, first wife like she was yeah. we were at the same age but she they, they met each other so young, like their experiences were with each other, and yeah, and like how can you like compare those two when they're so different? And I don't think like you should compare people at all, anyway. But it's whatever. hard, especially when you've been very hurt, and we all do it. And yeah, I mean, you know, we all do it, whether we we want to or not. We're comparing somebody to someone and we can gripe about our cousins. I mean, our, our parents comparing us to our cousins, but we do it with our ex lovers all the time. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's just an, uh, an unfortunate habit because it's our way of guarding ourselves against anything, right. you know, yeah. and uh, against pain and, and it's very valid and it, and it makes a lot of sense, but like, sometimes you're doing more damage than than good you know you just sometimes have to just let it let it be and if you're anything like us letting things just be is very hard and um and and yeah i think think that scene too was like we all go through that feeling where we're we're not deserving of something or someone 
And yeah. he didn't feel like, how, 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 if you read about him, my God, how does he feel that he's not deserving of something and someone like so good, so good to him? Yeah, so I mean, it's, him. But, it's hard when you've consistently had shit, right? Yeah. You just start yeah. thinking that that's what you deserve. You deserve shit because that's all you've been getting, you know? So I, I get it. Like, it's tough, but like, I'm glad he had Lachlan to to work through it, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know sometimes throwing his to own words back to him too. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know what, like as well, like sometimes we we need to hear that kind of shit, you know, and and some of us are it is easier easier for us to fucking dish shit out um, than than fucking receiving any kind of that information, you know. <laughs> And so I, I think I'm just very happy that they have each other, you know? Yeah. Cause he, he was, he was a ding dong man. But, um, what I really thought was, was hard was, you know, when you're already fucking down in the dirt and you're already mm. feeling some type of way mm-hmm. and then, and then you fucking something happens and, and then, you know, Regan just got this glimpse of what her future was going to be like without them actually being together. And it was shit. It was fucking terrible. And yeah, I just, I, I felt so bad in that moment. And then he gave like more mixed signals, you know, like, and it's just like, God, he's just, <laughs> but, um, I, I don't want to give away that too much, but you know, but like that's the thing that we all do, right? Like, like we'll always <laughs> we'll use other things as, as an excuse to hide our fear. He was using, oh, yeah. you know, what's best for his kids. I'm like sometimes, and, and I just kept thinking about what um, a lot of people say, and my friends have said it too. Kids are resilient, and if things go like south, like just do your best, and they'll get over it and stuff. And he would have, if things went south, he would have like done everything in his power to, to make his kids okay anyway. Because when shit went down with his kids, like his first thought was, my kids need therapy. Like I need to do something. He he was like, okay, I have have to do something just to make sure that they're okay. He already knows what to do. It's just like he needs to get out of his mind and and just be brave as brave as his kids yeah yeah and i think what broke me too is when she wanted to you know say like talk to the kids and see the kids um and explain certain things and stuff but i know he and she wanted to do it privately but he did and I'm like oh that sucks yeah I, 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 is that a guy thing? Like, do it in public man. so they don't, so things don't get crazy emotional. I don't know, folks. Let yeah. us know. Like, is that a guy That's thing? True. Probably. And, and he's like masking it with this whole like I don't. He said something, but I'm like, no. It's like it should be done privately. Like, especially with the amount of time, um, that they spent together and. And how much they love each other at that point already. Yeah. 
yeah. and how much they consider Regan as part of the family. Like it should have been done privately. Um, yeah, for sure. The last thing you want is the like, kids crying in public and people looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bruh. Like, what the hell did you do? I know. And they're always going to look at the man. Let me tell you. Mm, always, yeah. always. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but that's just how it is. <laughs> uh, but it's a great read. Yes. So, so, so good. All right. If they haven't read Smith Young, if they haven't read this series, if they haven't picked up romantic suspense action, like, why should they pick up this book? Thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's hey, it. We'll be right it. back with our pot top <laughs> Oh, so funny. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back to our pot top And what are we drinking? So our whiskey of the season is Aberfeldy Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. Aged twelve, well, not aged, guaranteed twelve years old in oak. Mm. Of course, we needed a scotch for this um, series from the Highlands. Of course, uh, this one Double, is of course, <laughs> and this is scented with spiced and honeyed plum fruits. Um, like this week, I just tried it um, with a cuppa, um, and I learned something too when I was looking it up. So cuppa automatically it's tea if you want a cup of something else like you have to kind of make it known like like last week i made a cup of coffee with a dollop of apple so this week i just had a cup of so our regular green tea with um with apple and it's it's honeyed so like honey green tea is just um match made in heaven i loved it during Super Bowls during my birthday, like I, like I said earlier, I was by myself, so I was able to make reels also. And then, like when I was watching, I think around the first quarter of Super Bowl, I'm like, I feel funny, and then I realize it's because of all of like the Aberfeld. I think I drank about like eight ounces of whiskey that day because I did oh reels. Yeah, I did. I I'm like, I feel I weird, it. but like, I don't want to fall asleep because I'm watching TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, try it, folks. Like, it's super easy. I put like two ounces ish, maybe a little bit more or less. Um, and I learned something too. So, I think one ounce equals like two seconds when you're pouring, but I don't mm-hmm. have that little mm-hmm. you, you pour. What is that, that, that nozzle spigot thing called? Does it have Wait, a, the one you pour into or, no, the, or um, the spout? Like the spout. Is it just spout? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I learned one ounce, like you count like two seconds. Like, okay, that's good to know. I've been over pouring <laughs> for a long time. They teach us in um, bartending school. Mm-hmm. Um, an ounce is a five count. Mm-hmm. So, like one, um, two, three, four, five? No. Yeah, five um, seconds. It's it's one and two and three and four and five, like oh, that's how they okay. teach you to count it in your head. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So that's what I was looking for. And then when I was researching something, and I I got to that, they're like count to two, and I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. So I was thinking like how you said it, and then I read some more. I said two, like one one thousand, two one thousand. I'm like, okay. So 
Yeah. Um, just pour how much I want. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so a shot is, a, is an ounce and a quarter. Ounce and a quarter. Yeah, I won't remember. I never mm-hmm. remember that. I feel like I, <laughs> I look it up like every year. I never remember that. I just feel I love it. I'm like vibe. Like, do I stop now? Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's really smooth. Folks. It's so easy to drink eight ounces in one day, like I did. <laughs> it's so smooth. That's why it's, it's yeah. Um, totally something that you know, if you want to serve scotch, um, you're having a get together, serve scotch, um, and you have people who who want to who um have a taste of whiskey, but they don't want a bird, mm-hmm. but they still want that, like a, a hint, a whisper of smoke. Aberfeldia is a, is a good one to um, bring to the table. Mm. Yeah, try it. <laughs> um, what are you currently reading? Um, so I cut my hair. So, okay. This yes. Universe. Oh my God, you look so good. <laughs> so on Sunday, like last was it the the Sunday before Super Bowl? So is that like whatever the week before Super Bowl? One week, um, Paperback Duchess. She posted a cover of a book, and I'm like, I like her hair. Mm. <laughs> it was an orc behind her, and I loved it. I'm like, is it the? It's her hair, and it's like, it's the height difference that I love. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's not the first time that a fictional character has um, inspired me to cut my hair that short. So um, <laughs> the next day, we, we were recording an episode <laughs> right after I checked you, like talking about my hair. I'm gonna cut it, and I did. I went to Foxy. Her name was her American name is Foxy. I went to Foxy. Mm. Like within an hour, I cut my hair. I love it. It's nice. light. Nice. Um, yeah, just because of that um that book, Ruger's Pearl by Carlotta Hughes. Never read it. I read it right after I got my haircut. I and love I was it. pleasantly well, I'm still in the middle of it. Because that book, he's thick. He's like over six hundred pages. But mm. pleasantly surprised Alexa is reading it, it to me. Um, oh nice. Uh, I did not expect orcs. Okay, that's my like monster romance and all of that stuff. So you can blame on Sarah romantically step- swept away for that one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was nice because in the heroine, she she's running away from like her ex- soon to be ex husband. So the grandma's like she has like this the story of the rings themed um, place. And then, like, she goes mm-hmm. into, like, this other planet. And, like, it's a orc in a kilt with a Scottish accent. <laughs> and I'm like, this oh. is just, like, taking off so many things from me. And it, it was just so much. It's, it's so much fun. It's uh, I think it's just, um it's a fun read for me. So that's what I'm in the middle of. Um, I think I'm, like, at 80%. And then um, there's two orcs that... Um, I, I'm reading um, in the mm-hmm. next few days. First one is Not Among Owns The Rook. It's coming out on the 21st. And also, book five, last book of this series, a Dare Family series, um, is coming out. Only You. So, oh, yeah. Last Brother. 
Um, and then I don't know. I haven't started it. I'm so excited. I'm trying to hold off because <laughs> then well, I don't know. I don't know, but I think I'm so excited to start it. Like I wanna wait until I can actually read it in one sitting. Like no one's gonna bother me at all. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just you know. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um. Yeah, that's what I am reading. Ruger's Pearl by mm. Carlotta Hughes. Um, the I Rook by Nana Malone. And then I'm going to start um, Samathe and Miss Only You, book five of the entire family series. Oh. No, I'm ready to read it too. No, it was. Wait, <sighs> wait book five? Book five. Because then I already um, read the other ones as the arc. I think all of these books I read as arc. Wait, the there's another. There's another book after Mac that's already out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The one that came out um, last year. Um. Do you want to know who it is? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. That's why. <laughs> um. But yeah. There's five books. Just five siblings. Got it. Did you finish um Aracar and Max? Yes, I did. Still don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, but sorry. I know. You know what? The narrator in the first two books pronounces mm-hmm. it one way. Mm-hmm. And then the two narrators in the next book actually each pronounce it their own way. Wait, there's two narrators in the next book? Yeah, for Mac's book, they have really? a girl and a guy. Yeah, okay. no, because I read it. I, I'm this round, like I'm listening to it. That's why. Yeah, the the Max book has a guy and a girl, and the oh. girl pronounced her her own name a certain way, and then he pronounces it another way. And I was like, and it's different from the way that this girl that narrated the last two books. So I was like, oh god, <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> But I guess it makes sense because it's different dialects of Scottish, right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. Because sometimes, but like, so um, for example, like the Great British Bake Off, one year, like, they had, the winner was a Scot, but he didn't have the brogue. So I guess mm. it's just really, yeah, like you said, like, it's, maybe it's a dialect thing. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. So excited. I'm more excited to listen. I'm going to start that soon, too. Yeah, you should. It's so book. good. Their book. I love this. Book. Their book is so good. Should we give people a hint? No. Okay. How would you describe it in one word? Pining. Mm. That's like the easiest thing to get people. Hmm. The pining. I said groveling. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Folks, let us know what you think about the series. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, so, so, so good. All right, guys. We'll be back next week with Always You, um, the long-awaited Max story, um, and Arikar, Arikar, however you want to pronounce it. Um, we are super excited to get into that. And as Tony said, Pining was a capital Pine Soul. And um, we are un- 
unsure what's going to happen after the series. Um, HarperCollins has entered a tentative agreement, although nothing has been finalized. We are going to finish this series regardless. Um, I told Tony it's up to her where we go after this. If we maybe just keep the first six months because we committed to certain books and um, switch back to historical romance the latter half of the year, or we um, go back to historical romance after the series. Guess what? We all don't know. So um, <laughs> it's all going to be a surprise. But we are super, super duper, duper, duper excited that HarperCollins has come to a tentative agreement. And the people that went on strike has changed the publishing game. Like without even being unionized or anything like that, other publishing companies are actually increasing their salaries, increasing their sal- um, their starting pay for people entering um, their companies. All the things that the workers at HarperCollins is striking for, these other companies is doing on- on their end as well too and so i think it's been very long awaited and from what we hear uh everyone is very very much so underpaid so this is really exciting um we're very very happy to hear that and yeah i guess if anything um we will keep you guys updated we're super stoked that this is happening what's happening with our schedule for the rest of the year who knows for sure, we're going to cover um, um, Sarah McLean's new book when it comes out, Julianne Long's book when it comes out. So there's there's a lot happening the latter half of the year. Um, so it, it, it might be a natural trans- transition back into historical romance. But like I said, we um, might stay on the track that we're staying on just for a little while longer. And whatever definitely makes sense for, for our scheduling. Um, thank you for going on this ride with us um this train to nowhere just kidding (laughs) not nowhere just um university of the undecided is where it's going and um thank you for for giving us so much feedback and loving that we're covering these series and contemporary and um mystery romance romance suspense um and obviously covering samantha young we always talk about her so just being able to dive in um, to Samantha Young, a whole episode dedicated to her and having a whole month dedicated to her series has been really fun. So um, thank you. And, you know, just stay tuned to where we are. Um, Tentative does not mean an actual agreement though. So um, we are, we take a while. Hope it does it, but yeah. And you know, so we're keeping a close eye on that and uh yeah we'll let you guys know when we find out and as always lit wallflowers podcast is part of the frolic podcast network you can find more outstanding podcasts at frolic.media forward slash podcasts we love you guys um we will be back next week thank you thanks goodbye Bye.